Welcome to my testimony podcast. This is Takia. Thank you for tuning in today. How is your day going? Today is Friday and I hope that you know you're doing well. I hope that you're blessed. I hope that everything that the Lord is calling forth for your life you are believing for and walking in. Um, Jesus is on the throne. Jesus is on the throne. Um, and praise God for that, right? <laughs> we have a high priest in heaven who is advocating for us, who is for us, who is praying for us, who is overseeing our lives, who's leading us, who's guiding us, who's comforting us, and so much more. Um, God is with us. And because God is for us, who can be against us, right? Praise God. Um, before we get into the testimony, I want to encourage you with the scripture today. I want to read from Psalms 46, verse 10. I'm reading the NIV version. It says, he says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Praise God. That scripture encourages me just to see that God is the one who is exalting himself. He will ensure that he gets the glory and no one can ever take our God off the throne. He is the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He lasts for all eternity. He was before anything in the universe was created and he will be here forevermore. Um, and the beautiful part about it is, is we are hidden in him like you guys. I mean, when you think about the fact that we are hidden in God, we are a part of the body of Christ. Jesus Christ would never die. Jesus Christ will be and exist and have always been for all eternity. And the fact that we are living in the Lord and we are a part of his body. I pray that that brings comfort to you in a new way today, that it just renews your mind to not worry, to not have fear, um, no matter what you're going through. Right. Um, I know there has been times when the Lord has shared with me and um, you know, sometimes when we have fear on earth, um, that fear exists because in essence, we are afraid of death. We are afraid of dying, you know, but in heaven, there's no death. There's no, you know, we're, there's no fear. And so some of the things that can scare us here on earth, they will not in heaven because we will see and fully know that we are truly eternal. You know, we are eternal. We have everlasting life because of Jesus Christ and his blood shed for us. And so the Lord desires to have us walk in heaven, but in heaven while on earth with that heavenly mindset, that mindset that's full of salvation and the understanding of salvation. And so I pray that even as you hear today's testimony, that you come to see and identify one the truth from the lie, meaning you recognize that God has called you forth to eternal salvation um, that cannot be taken away, that cannot be overturned, um, and that no matter what fear you have experienced in your life or what you're walking through in your life, that Jesus reigns above it. And because you're seated, seated in heavenly places with him, you too shall reign above it and currently are seated above it at this present moment. So... I praise God. So let's get into today's testimony.
Thank you, Rahab, for joining me today on my testimony podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good, good. I'm glad that you are willing to share your testimony today. Um, I think it's really going to bless many people um, and just their journey as well in walking with the Lord. So I'm excited for that. And before we get into it, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about who you are, what you do, I think that'd be great. Okay, great. I'm Rahab Bill. I'm a wife. I'm a mother. And I am a newer uh, CEO and creator of Simply Rooted Co., um, an online boutique um, where we celebrate faith and um, pretty much our purpose and we speak affirmations. Um, I also right now am a stay-at-home mom and I'm just kind of exploring what that looks like for me right now um, and focusing on creating new content for my business too. Praise God. Yeah. Praise God for the new steps, the new journey, and may the Lord continue to bless you even more in that area too. Amen. Um, so when I thought about your testimony, um, and you were talking about the different things that you've walked through in the, in the journey and the breakthrough that the Lord has brought in your life, one of the scriptures that came to mind was John eight thirty two. So I just want to see what stands out to you when, from this scripture. Um, it reads, it says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. So what stands out to you when you hear that scripture? Okay. First of all, I love that scripture, um, how it reminds us about God's truth and that there is power in the truth. Um, I, I guess for me, what stands out is the word that comes to me is identity. So that's one thing that um, I kind of struggled with over time finding that for myself. And one thing that I now encourage others to speak and discover, you know, who they are as well. So the truth, the truth about who you are um, and the word authentic comes to mind. So like the truth, the real, what's real, you know, being able to discern that. Um, And like I said, I've been on that journey myself. And I know that Jesus, I believe he came to really share that with others that like, Hey, that's the priority. That needs to be our focus is what, what God said is the truth. What he said is real. Um, what he said is, is should be your, your, your focus, you know, in your life. So like I said, kind of identity, what, what is your real, true, authentic identity? Um, what's your authentic self look like? Um, and that's kind of what I explore in with simply Rudico with my business, like on Instagram and, Um, And really, that's been part of my journey previous, you know, before that even is like, who am I? And what does God say about me? What's the truth about me? And it's it's something that's really cool once you find it for yourself, but it can be kind of a tough journey to kind of crack, crack into at first. Yeah. And praise God for that, because I totally agree, like, the, the truth that the Lord brought to us, his salvation, his love, his um, you know, his blood, right. And everything that we gain as a result of that brought us into our identity. And that truth is just like, wow. Okay, Lord, I can accept the fact that you love me as I am, you know, um, yes. and you let me into your kingdom and you call me your own. So it's just like, wow, I can fully walk, you know, in in all that you have created me to be in purpose. So praise God for that. 
Yeah. Praise God. Actually, when you said that, Uh um, it made me just one. It made me real like remember and reflect on one of the things that biggest thing for me and in my whole um, journey of finding myself was really learning. Yeah, what does God say? Who who does God say I am? But what did He say He promised me? So like He He says in His Word, like He said, like you you are my own. So okay, wait, I'm a daughter. You know, he says in the word, you are a child of God. Like real for me, finding the finding that truth was just it just changed everything. And I began to feel embraced and loved. You know, like he says, I love you and um that he covers us and he'll carry us. So truths are are really life-changing once you begin to embrace them and accept them for yourself. Amen. Amen. So yeah, tell us about that. I and mean, we can get into your testimony. Um, tell us about your journey and coming into your, your true identity and just a breakthrough that the Lord has brought in your life, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, well, pretty much for me, if we're going all kind of all the way back, um, I was raised in a family, um, was actually... I was actually adopted, um, but like I kind of told you before, I I was born into a a bigger group of siblings. Um, I'm I'm the second of ten siblings, but um, the first three of us were actually um, removed from my mom, and I was like I said, adopted to go and live with my grandma. So I was raised by grandparents, and it was definitely. Um, an untraditional household and upbringing a little bit and just how things were. Um, but I was about two when I was adopted. So I guess I, I grew up always knowing that. And I think it kind of messed with my head a little bit sometimes. So I found myself always kind of looking for acceptance, um, kind of trying to find like, who am I? And always seeking like, what am I here for? You know, purpose. So, um, I don't know, I guess when I was maybe in middle school or so, I realized I, I had things like anxiety. Um, and over time I realized I faced things like fear and I had some things like now I can call, you know, call it by its name, but like people please. And I just, I didn't want to upset anyone. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. I, I, I wanted to be accepted. Um, but yeah, th- those are some of the struggles I went through, um, and and they kind of stayed with me over time. Um, yeah, I I had a lot of that anxiety um, mentally, you know, where you you overthink things in your head. I think we all deal with that sometimes, but it seemed like all the time, you know, you, you do something, you answer something in class, and then you're like, ah, oh, what did I say that? You know, I sound stupid. I I probably had some toxic um, you know, toxic thought process or the way I process things in my head was just, it wasn't, I always say on my Instagram, just be kind to yourself. You know, it definitely wasn't that, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I I think I just dealt with some shame. I don't know if it was over being adopted or things like that, but it, it definitely played into how I looked at the world in the future and the truth that I told myself, yeah and and walking into this um 
walking through that journey, right, of struggling with being accepted, at what point, so did you grow up um, Christian? Did you grow up with Christian values? Was the Lord, in, you know, brought into your understanding as a child? Or at what point did you come to accept the Lord as your Savior? I actually grew up Catholic. And, <laughs> okay, and it was something about it that I just, I, I, I believed in God. I feel like I've known God. Um my whole life just about I I always loved God but I didn't fully receive God's love I didn't fully know about you know the washing in his blood and and the Holy Spirit and things because Catholicism um I've just learned doesn't really emphasize that I'll say but um from yeah from a young age I knew God because I grew up in the Catholic church I went to a Catholic high school they're big on um faith on maybe on the most, probably probably say on the most basic level, um, talking about faith and truth and Jesus, but kind of like he was a distant relative, you know, he's like a distant guy. We kind of call up here and there and it it just didn't, um, I don't know. It was harder to have any sort of a breakthrough because I don't know. I, I guess I had to go through some more things before I could really come into myself. Um, but yeah, I, I knew God a little bit, but I, I would say I wasn't as close to God because I hadn't experienced him in a new way yet. I would say after like going away to school, leaving the Catholic high school, um, I, I did discover just other church, you know, churches, Christian churches, Church of God in Christ, things like that. Um, I also went to Methodist church with, uh, so my grandma was Catholic. My grandpa was Methodist. I would go to both churches. And so it's kind of like that identity struggle. You're like, am I, am I Catholic? Am I <laughs> Methodist? Ah, I can't decide, you know? And I, I was pulled between, it's like two different worlds. Honestly, the um, Catholic church was mostly white. If we can talk about that. And the black church, well, Methodist church was, you know, um, was not so pretty much I was like okay over here I'm really not accepted there and over here I'm not really accepted there and how I want to be accepted so I kind of toggled between those two so then I didn't also feel like my faith was rooted at either places I I used to think it had to be rooted in one of those one of those buildings you know one of those places but um but pretty much yeah I I kind of grew out of that when I went away to school and I saw church in a new way I saw um there was different um I don't know there's like Christian churches there's just a bunch of different types of churches that I discovered and it actually freed me in my faith and I was like okay God you do have more for me it wasn't just this Catholic church it wasn't just this Methodist church um or these communities of faith but there's more there's people who are on fire for Christ there are people who who know who they really are and really believe in you and are serving and loving people and not judging them, you know, things like that. So, um, yeah, I actually currently am just serving as like a Christian, but I had to break out of one of the shells was like the Catholic church. That was probably the first shell I broke out of was, was that, and, um, was able to leave that place. Um, cause I, I live in central Illinois. I went to school in Alabama. <laughs> okay. So definitely a change of scenery in the South. I feel like a lot of the, their faith is on fire, like in another way 
it's a little more, it was a little more freeing for me. Got it. And, then, and so you were walking in the, into this place um, of feeling accepted or, or not really feeling accepted. And at what point did you start to see like growth in that area where, you know, you, your mindset changed and ultimately like accepting yourself too, right? Um, as the Lord has accepted yeah. us. What was that journey like for you? Well, I would say actually... Um, well, like I said, I went to a Catholic high school, so that was also primarily white. And I don't, I don't know what it was about, you know, doesn't come down to just race or anything, but it was odd being one of like 10, you know, kids that was um, a person of color in a white school, a white Catholic school in a sm- kind of a smaller, smaller town, I would say where I live. And, um, that it just felt I felt boxed in so that's one thing I have had to break out of is that box of like okay they know me as this I'm um I was kind of fluid you know around different friends friend groups but um I once I left that high school I decided to go to an HBCU that's a historically black college uh, or university and I went to Tuskegee University in Alabama and there I felt like I could just kind of start over. I could walk as just whoever I wanted to be. Now, you know, when you go away to school, when you go away to college, it can get a little crazy. <laughs> that, that was kind of a little bit of the experience, you know, and, you know, they use terms like they turn up and have fun and get really hype or whatever you want to call it, you know, get really um, into hanging out and partying and stuff. And my experience was that I jumped into that world, like headstrong, like pretty, pretty boldly, more bold than I felt like I had the room to be back here, my little small town, you know, in this little high school. And when I jumped into this new world, it was like, anything is possible. But anyway, I wasn't that crazy. I'll say that. But I, I did get a chance to kind of start, start over and make new um, for example, my name, my name is Ray Hat. I went by just Ray. Like, I was like, just call me Ray. You know, this is me. This is like the new me. I'm, I'm going to be more open. I'm going to be more bold and confident and actually was. But one thing I learned is that like, God showed me, Hey, you don't have to do what everyone else is doing just to be accepted. So I kind of jumped back in that people pleasing back in to a place of, um, this is what everyone else is doing. So to be accepted, I have to act like this. I have to go to these parties. I have to dress like this. And I kind of had to maneuver my way through that in college. It was like, okay, you're in a new place. You're around new people. It's fun and everything. But Rayab, still, who are you? You know, what is your truth? And what are you standing on while you're here? So. Yeah. And what, so what has the Lord been showing you um, in terms of who you are and how did he, um, you know, open you up to really walking in that identity and, and, and the purpose that he has given to you? I would say that he's definitely showed me over time um, bits and pieces of what he's put in me. So I think that's what I had to do at a certain point is, is look within and see, okay, out of all the life experiences I've had, like what shined every time I was in a struggle Every time I didn't know where my college tuition was going to come, you know, or I didn't know 
what tomorrow looked like. I didn't know uh, my grandma, she got sick, for example, when I was in school, what did I lean on? And I realized I, I did pray and I did go to a few Bible studies and I did talk to God and kind of, you know, cry out. So God was like, you know, that's good. Keep doing that. You know, I'm going to walk you through some of these things. But um, he showed me that like, I, I believe that he's putting me healing. He's putting me a prayer warrior. He's putting me um, one who loves hard. And that's where some of the like people pleasing and stuff came from. I I don't want to be, I didn't want to be rejected, but I just want to love people. I just want to help people heal. I just want to see guys, people thrive. So um, just over time, I began to grow in some of those, those, those gifts and begin to receive God's love. So I could really walk in loving others more fully um, as well. Um, And then one thing for me, when I was like in school, I was also in another, in a a previous relationship this is like five six years ago but um one turning point for me also was breaking out of that relationship that was based in college it was based in ungodly principles it was based in um probably being accepted and you know uh just I would say doing things other people wanted me to do you know fitting in that box pretty much but one thing God challenged me to do after I left school, after I tried to move away, after I tried to escape and run away from some of the things God had called me to do, I ended up leaving. Um, I think I'd moved to California with this guy. They uh, sent me home and I was so mad about it. Um, and I, I really just cried out to God and I said, you know what, God, I, 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 I'm tired of anything holding me back from you. And I'm ready to just surrender. I'm ready to fight for, for the purpose I know is inside of me because where I was living in California, they didn't really believe in God and they didn't really support like my faith journey that I was crying out to God for. I was like, God, I I want to be with you. I want to, to serve you and I want to grow in, in, in my faith. But where I was, the environment was just not cohesive to that. It, it would never work. So I ended up get you know leaving there, coming back to Springfield, Illinois, where I live now, um, where I was born, um, or not born, but where I was raised. And um, after they shipped me back home, and I felt trapped back in this this life of um, where I felt like I wasn't. I was like, man, I'm back at home. I don't want to be here. I graduated school. I should be this. I should be that. I should have a corporate job. I should be six. You know. going on to the next thing to be successful, like everyone who graduated with me. But God was like, no, I need you right here. I need you in this place of surrender. I need you in this place of, of desperation. I need you just a little bit broken, just a little bit broken and desperate so that you can cry out to me and I can really work on your heart. So one thing that I always lean back on in in times uh, when I struggle with things like anxiety or worrying about my future is what God said to me on when I was like laying on the floor in prayer after I moved back home and God said, Hey, like, be still. I need, he he said, Rahab, I need your heart. I want your heart. I want your heart. So when God said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, like it just spoke to me. God wants my heart, you know, but what do I want? You know, what have I been seeking? What have I been searching after? 
and that's why one scripture that comes to me um, often is Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom. If I could, if I could just really grasp onto what God wants for me and what God's will is, and even just being able to receive his love as he's like chasing after me, you know, hunting me down. So my heart can be, can be right. I mean, can I give him the same, you know? So at the time I had so many other focuses. Um, but as I was laying on that, on that floor, praying and crying out to God, I um, realized that God made me kind of like he presented me, um, some options. He said, Hey, you can continue go trying to chase after this and that and this guy in this life you think you want for yourself, but Hey, I never put my hand on that. I never put my hand on that relationship. I never put my hand on these places that you tried to run away to, but I did put my hand on a certain future for you, but you need to choose me. And so I decided to choose God and choose his chasing after his heart and to grow in Christ. And I'm telling you right after that, right after I chose to break up with this ex guy um, and just be still and accept being home and help out with my grandparents and stuff right after I decided to submit to God, I'm telling you literally, I'll say in the next week or two, I met my husband and it was crazy because he was right under my nose. (laughs) (laughs) He was, he was right under my nose here in Springfield and he was going to my church and I'm telling you like our relationship literally changed me because he recognized the things that I was trying to what what would I call it I'd say the things that I was trying to do because I did them back in school party drink you know go out to certain places uh turn up stuff like that he was like what my husband he we're sitting in the car one day and he was like, what are you doing? Are you like, something's wrong. Like what, what's going on? And I just remember at the time I was still trying to make the transition to, to walk with Christ, trying to make the transition to like really give my, give God my all, but I hadn't let go of something. So that was one thing was where he, he just pulled it out of me. It was, and I was like, I don't know, this isn't me. This isn't, who I really am. Like I just am still doing things I know I was called out of. So after that, I just started reading the word more. I started really trying to see what God wanted me to do. And it was hard. You know, I hadn't been used to hearing God's voice, but God began to talk to me. And he was like, um, one thing that I will say is like, we're talking about truth and we're talking about the truth about us. God called out that the pain and the shame and the anxiety. And God was like, that's not for you. Like, that's not, that's not godly stuff. So I knew that had to be worked out. Um, and to be honest, it's taken a while. It's taken, um, honestly, in, in the last year or two, I really started getting to the root of my shame, you know, things I'd done or things I'd um, accepted as true for myself that God was like, no, that's not you. That's got to go. You know, um, anything in my past, um, just past mindsets and, um, ways I would mentally kind of, you know, how you kind of talk down yourself mentally. You're like, Oh no, you know, this is, 
this is bad. You know, you shouldn't do that. Or I'd have fear of what was going to happen in the future um, or just anxieties and worries. And God's really helped me walk through those things in this past year or two. Um, Part of it is I invested a little, you know, a little bit into my healing and people that are like therapists for me. Um, And I've also had to walk through certain processes. So for example, like any, um, any of those mindsets and things I've had to work through, um, doing what the Bible says, which is to pretty much call out any of those negative thoughts, um, capture, it says to, to capture, to be able to capture those thoughts and, and really just, I don't know the word, but pretty much put them out of your mind cut them, like cut off the enemy. Like, I think I've let the enemy in, in the past. And, and that is a process, you know, where we go and we just, we take inventory of what's going on and we have to go step-by-step through like, okay, what am I thinking? What's, what's toxic? What's not, what's the truth? What's not. I think that's really been half of it for me is, is cutting off the lies um, about myself. And I feel like, I don't know if you can relate, but sometimes I feel like we, um, we were believing things that just aren't even, no one's saying them to us. Maybe we heard it in the past or, um, we just started to, to grasp onto old negative, toxic truths that just were never our reality, you know, or never who God called right. us to be. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've just been working on cutting out the fears and, um, like fear of failure, fear of what you know what is or isn't going to happen for me and just taking it one day at a time um and that's what the healing process is is taking it one day at a time um and choosing god seeking him first choosing god daily like waking up and praying and um meditate my meditation is prayer but <laughs> you know pray and meditate meditate on the word you know things like that but um man, I just, I'm just so grateful how God has turned around my life. Um, in the last like three years, I've been really powerful for, um, my inner transformation, my inner healing and things like that. But I'll say this, I don't know if anyone is dealing with like the anxiety. I realized even today (laughs) before this call that anxiety is real, you know, fear is real, but it doesn't have to overcome you. Like it's not going to necessarily go away, but there's steps we can take to really annihilate it and really put that out of our lives. You know, um, one thing I was meditating on is, is just steps that God gave me to, to shift my mindset and to remove the fear from, from my mind and things like that. And so I'll say this. So the first way that God showed me is to really, start to shift my perspective. Um, and even when you're going through like an anxiety episode or moment of, of fear where you feel like you're going to have a panic attack or something, um, if you can shift your perspective and you can begin to see the blessing in the mess. So life is crazy. You know, we're in a pandemic. It can, it can get crazy, you know? Um, and for me, like I have, a two-year-old, I'm at home, I'm a stay-at-home mom and everything, but like being a mom, you know, dealing with household things and baby messes and homeschooling and all, you know, teaching, teaching my little, my little one, 
it does get a little um, messy. So if I can start to see the blessing in the mess, like that, that just changes my whole perspective. If I can begin to see how God is working through whatever is going on and just start praying over it and, and shifting the negativity, then for me, that's just been so freeing um, as well. And then also I would, I would say to anyone out there, like to begin to embrace your whole process. So for me, I focus on the healing process, um, cutting out the, you know, the shame and the fear, the fears and the failures, the things we mess up on. But if we can just embrace the process and trust God in it um, and allow God to come into it, you know, come into uh, the transformation, then I believe that that can change everything. Um, It can really, it can really turn around our situation as well. Um, But the biggest thing for me is also just acknowledging that like, hey, this minds this this thought that just came in my mind is not of God, um, and and that's where I come back to the scripture you you said is if we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free, like that really d- has changed everything. When I examine God's word and I can pinpoint, hey, wait, this is this is this thought I had is not the truth. This is not what the word said. So half of my challenges and like the struggles I've been through have and the anxiety it stems from false truths, um, the lies the enemy really tries to plant in our mind. And if we can cut that out, if we can, um, if we can examine like what we're thinking and compare it, then it really, it really can free us. Um, so, and just that whole thing about freedom, right. You just, we just want to be free. Yeah, well, exactly. And what has been one of maybe like one of your biggest fears or, or just a fear that, you know, you've had to face um, with the Lord and, and walking through that, uh, what has been one of the biggest fears for you? Honestly, um, okay. So I would have to say one of my biggest fears, which has been hard for me to even say, right, to acknowledge is my fear of rejection. And I didn't even have the words for that. I would say about a year and a half ago, I couldn't even pinpoint what I was going through until, I don't know, I just listened to some different therapy stuff, you know, where they're like, rejection. I'm like, what is this rejection? And I was like, wait, that's my life. You know, that that's me. And I couldn't even say at first why I had rejection. I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's from being adopted or just, I was a little, always a little more like, I don't want to say emotional, but in tune with my feelings. Okay. (laughs) And like some people would say an empath, an empath or something like I'm, I'm sensitive to other people's feelings. And I also am in tune with my own, but I would, um, take things more, you know, be more sensitive and take things more harsh, more hardly, you know, it, it just was, I was sensitive. I was, but, um, fear of rejection and, And that's just been something I literally have to break through. And the truth, I'm telling you, the truth really has helped. God's word has helped me like say, okay, they said, they said it that way, but I'm not going to receive it that way. I'm not going to, I'm not going to react with anxiety. I'm not, I'm just choosing not to take this in the response, you know, in the way that I would, someone expect uh, someone with rejection to respond. I'm not going to 
give this any energy. Okay. Just not. <laughs> I'm just not. Gets no energy. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know what they say? Mm-hmm. Not today, Satan. I'm like, nope, not today. So, I mean, that's a, that's a process too, you know, getting through those fears. But another one for me that I think a lot of people deal with with anxiety is fear of the future. And um, I think for me, fear of failure and fear of the future were kind of paired. So I didn't want to mess up. But even like with building a business or um, working on, you know, your job or anything like that, sometimes when we have fear of like failure, you're like, okay, I don't want to mess up. I just, if I mess up, I don't know what the future repercussions will be. You know, it's, you're just in fear. I just, girl, I just had to break out of fear. So I'm telling you like, (laughs) yeah, fear is a big (laughs) one for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. It's, it is paralyzing. And I just had to make a choice. I would say probably this year, that fear had to go. I was like, I, we, we just are breaking fear because, because it, it sucks all your energy. It just, it just can, it can consume you and it'll have you in hiding. Um, part of my journey is like, I decided, I said, I'm not running anymore and I'm not hiding. Um, I, I've kind of come to decide that for me, like I said, I was kind of unconfident and, um, afraid of, you know, letting anyone down. So it kind of keeps you in a, in that box. It keeps you in, um, kind of a sh- in the shell. And I, I think I made that a reference just in journaling. And I remember I wrote it out and I said, at the beginning of this year, I am literally breaking through the shell of, of, um, having, you know, being ashamed and unconfident and unsure of myself. And I'm breaking through this fear and I'm coming out, I'm coming out unashamed. I'm coming out confident. I'm coming out just fearless. Like I, once you declare that stuff for yourself, I believe you can really start to walk in it, partnering that with God's word. So in, you know, in his word, he says, we're free from condemnation. So even if you fail, you're free from condemnation. Okay. Even, even if you mess up or, you know, do something wrong, like it's, it's not, I promise you, it's not the end of the world. These are things I say to myself too, but it is not the end of the world. I have to tell myself, I will survive this. Um, I uh, One of my big things is speaking life into myself. So um, on, on my page, I do affirmations and we're like just speaking life. You know, we're speaking God's truth, but I believe you have to speak life to yourself. You have to give yourself the energy. You, you know, we're, sometimes we're waiting up for other people to give us these boost the confidence or uplift us or encourage us. But if we can't do it for ourselves, it's like, who will, Mm. you know, who will. And I know when we were, before we started recording, um, you had talked about your career change. Was that you facing a fear as well by making your career move? Um, Is that something that you had to, you know, face? Was that difficult for you or did it come easier than expected? Oh my goodness. That was one of those things where I had a bunch of fear just kind of built up over doing something new. So then there's that fear of failure um, where I'm like, okay, if I do this, what if, and that's how I used to always think like, okay, if I step out in this way, what would be the possible, you know, cause like, what would be the effect of this? Like what, 
what's going to change in my family? You know, does my husband support me? Does he want me to really do this? So then it's like, okay, what? And then what will other people think too? Like, I think I'm, 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 I think I'm supposed to be working, you know, but anyways, what happened was I was working at a medical facility. I worked there about almost five years and if I could just tell the full story. Yeah. We had a pandemic and I was like looking forward to a raise, you know, I was trust, you know, I'm, I've been praying. I was like, God, I've been praying. I've been fasting. Um, I believe if God, I knew that if God gave me a raise on my job and some miraculous breakthrough, things like that, that I was like, I'm meant to be here. But I had a conversation with my boss and God, first of all, worked on me on the boldness to ask some questions. So my first step, God said, is like, you need to investigate what's going on in your job during this pandemic. You know, are you getting a raise? I asked my boss. She said, sorry, no, no merit increase. Everyone's taking a hit. It's just not happening this year. Look forward to next year. I'm thinking, uh, I only plan to be here about four to five years anyway. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was like, it just was that thing of like looking forward, to, looking into your future. And you're like, am I going to be here forever? Like, am I, first am I called to this? And I'm like, not really. I'm just here to kind of encourage people while I'm working, pray for you guys, you know, um, <clears throat> be a jolly, you know, a jolly coworker while I'm here. And that, that's what God said. While you're there, you're going to pray for them, pray with them, pray for anyone who's sick. You're there to heal. Like, that's why you're there. I was in a medical facility during a pandemic. I was like, okay, God, I got purpose here. I'm, I'm going to, you know, sit tight. But then I got to a place where I just, I felt trapped again. I was like, I feel like I literally can't breathe when I walk in here everyone's, you know, we're wearing masks, um, people are walking sick and coughing, which isn't new, but I found myself being, feeling like I was being pushed out of, out of that place. Like literally I felt like I was in a hot seat, um, right around the month I was, God told me to leave. So I was like, okay, there's no merit increase. What is there really here for me? Um, and God was like, you're right. Like, what are you waiting on? Like, first of all, don't limit yourself. If you know this isn't it, this isn't it. And second of all, what's stopping you? And I'm like, yeah, God, what's stopping me? You know, what, why am I still here? So he's like, what you going to do? So these are the talks I have with God. I'm like, you're right, Lord. So he was like, you need to leave. And I, um, there were so many signs. There are so many signs. There are so many signs. There was like fire drills and crazy stuff where God was just, having me practice, make, make my exit, you know, practice leaving. He was like, get ready to leave. Cause you're going to be leaving this place very soon. Um, and I had to build up the, the confidence, the boldness and just the faith, the faith to even <laughs> to, to investigate what that looks like to leave. Like I had to have a talk with my boss, um, about leaving and they of course didn't want me to leave, but I knew it was time. Um, and then I had to, you know, write my letter, my letter of reckoning, um, letter of resignation and prepare that and then kind of tell my coworkers. And it was, I would say one of the, I feel like craziest things I've ever done. Cause it was just out of my norm. I'm just used to getting in a pattern of something and sticking to it, trying to be faithful, you know, says in the word, be faithful in a few, 
a few things. So I was like, okay, God, I'm going to master this job. But God's like, you, you got it. Like it's time to go. So I, I did try to be patient and stay there, but I got ready, got my letter, my letter of resignation ready. Um, told my boss, I was like, Hey, I'm not called here anymore. And, and, you know, they're like, you know, we can switch you positions. We can move you to a different building. We can move you over here, over there. I'm like, sorry, no, I just, I don't think I'm going to be here much longer, you know? <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, cause they, they needed people as any job does in a pandemic in a medical facility. But I, I just was in that hot seat and God was literally pushing me out of there. So I told my husband, yeah, I'm going to leave. And he was trying to, he was trying to get me out of there earlier. He was like, just, just take, you know, leave in a week. I was like, I already gave them my two weeks. <laughs> I was like, you know, that's not right. That's not right. So I, um, I, I, I wish I would have done the one week, but I, I wanted to help them get ready to hire the next person. You know, there goes that people pleasing, right? I'm like, I got to train them. Oh my gosh. I got to prepare this. I want to say bye to everyone. I don't want to upset the system, you know, but God was like, seriously, like pause, like, do not worry about them. This is your journey. That if they could have it their way, they would have you here forever. So I was like, nope, no, we got to get out of here. Um, but I took those steps and I left and I just felt so free when I left that job. So now I am home. Um, I think I left back in August and I, I can't tell you, I can't tell you yet why I had to leave in August, but I know God needed me to leave right away. Um, I don't, you know, I just knew that if God was pushing me, then there was a bigger reason. Um, and since then things have, um, broken off just for me being home with my son, he's been nice and safe and sound. Um, now this, this is the crazy part. We ended up getting COVID actually, but it was just, it was super random, but we actually got me and my husband, just us two got COVID back in maybe a month ago. So, but God is good and he is faithful and he brought us through that. Praise um, God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He's God just kept us. He's just kept us through all of the different ups and downs. Um, but I thank God every day for being home. I'm, I'm homeschooling and that is a whole nother, a whole nother lane that I'm trusting God in to just be yeah, my Lord, give me the patience. Lord, teach me. Um, it's a different, <laughs> It's a whole different life. I'm telling you this and it's a whole different routine, but um, I believe it's for something bigger. God's going to birth in 2021. So. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I, I think that's awesome because I mean, that was such a big move in itself, just a career change. And then also doing, you know, a pandemic um, poses other different challenges, but it's, it's like the choice is the best, you know, for you and your family. So praise God for that. Yeah. And what would you encourage someone else who's having to face, you know, fear, rejection, fear of the future and just the decisions that they have to um, make, but they're looking for that breakthrough. What, what else would you say to someone to encourage them just to face it and, and, you know, to persevere through it? I would say kind of get to know yourself. I, I know that's been for me the, the starting point is well one well one you really got to choose you have to choose i 
need a breakthrough. I need this for me. And I don't want to, I don't want to be consumed by fear or anxiety, depression, um, or shame, any of that. I don't want that for me. God doesn't want that for me. I don't want that for me. And I'm ready to make a change. And then once you choose to make, you know, take the steps to make that change, get to know yourself, um, take that inventory of like your past, your thoughts, and, um, and even your best, your, your best attributes, your potential, like, okay, who am I? And what am I about? For me, I had to look at, okay, what's the potential maybe other people are saying, or God has been showing me in my quiet time. Um, and then half of that of learning yourself is being still. That's been the hardest one. It's like, God's always <laughs> reminding me, just be still, just, just, you'll snatch me back and just say, if you don't just sit still. So that's your prayer time. Okay. That's, that's your time in the word. And I still, you know, struggle. Like, I think I thought it would just always be easy, but it's still a sacrifice to just surrender and be still and uh, sit in God's presence. And for me, I do a lot of journaling, um, just some of these, um, you could say like meditative practices or practices to heal. Um, I journal a lot. I pray and then half my prayer time goes into journaling and I can really sort out my thoughts that way. So I'm, I can cut out that anxiety and just kind of sort out my thoughts in a, a still place with God. And then I can, I start to hear him. So the next thing would be like, learn the voice of God. If you can, if you can be still and learn to hear what God is saying, that changes everything for me. I just, it's funny because throughout the day, I'm like, I just can't think straight. Like I need, I love being still. I just have to be still and like leaning into a friend, right? Like when you're leaning in to hear them talk to you. So if I could hear God just talking to me all day, or just if it's in your morning uh, prayer time or your evening meditation, keep, keep that time with God and keep listening um, to him. So Amen. Uh, discern his voice and then um, just keep fighting for it. I would say that keep fighting, um, invest in your healing too. That's a big one. Invest in your, in your, um, your, your breakthrough and in your healing process there. I believe in therapy or I've taken a lot of like classes, uh, courses, cohorts, you know, done stuff like that, where there's a tribe of people who are going to walk with you through, um, breaking free and, um, you know, discovering your purpose. Like when I found those types of courses, um, that have helped me see me for me or help me build something or whatever you want to invest in that is going to help you, um, either build or just break through into the next level. I I've began to realize there's people out there also that are trying to grow just like me and I'm not alone in this you know yes exactly praise god for that it's like it is so important to know that we are not alone you know even yes. in, no matter what our journey looks like um that is so important to stay out of the mindset of you know it's only us or this you know it's only impacting me but it's like you know everybody in the world goes through the same thing literally <laughs> <laughs> that that was probably the other half of it is like I'm not I have to remind myself I'm not alone um and and sometimes I have to even get away from just focusing on me mm-hmm. um so it's like I don't know how you feel about that but just that ta- a teeter-totter between I care about everyone else and then 
uh, you know, overthinking me and then like, oh, but everyone else. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> finding a healthy balance between like, um, but that's where the tribe, you know, having a tribe is important to be able to find support um, and, you know, where they share the love of Christ and they uplift you and speak life into you when you can't, when you're down. Um, and, and then also remind, you know, remember to encourage yourself. So like I would say, if you don't have anyone else, sometimes you do have to just encourage yourself, like the song, like, can you, you know, get up? Sometimes we got to get up and just pour into ourselves, um, sing a song, you know, worship, not just sing a song, but worship, um, cry out to God. And I'll say that too. One scripture that I would lean on in times where I just felt broken and I felt really discouraged or down is um, cast your cares on the Lord because he cares for you. And I know it says somewhere else in like Psalms where he, he will carry us. And that comforts me. Sometimes we do just need to be comforted in whatever we're going through. He'll carry us and he's there to literally absorb and like take on our cares, take on our worries. Like we don't have to carry that anxiety and the fear. Like it's just not meant for us to to carry. And he says to cash or he says, he'll come to me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened and he'll, um, he'll take on our burdens. Yeah, so. most definitely. And that's, that's the beauty of it. It's like the Lord cares about us more than we can care for ourselves. And it's exactly. showed right when he laid his life down for us, took the punishment. And then also now that we have eternal lives. So I praise the Lord um, just for everything that you shared too in your journey and just facing the different fears you've had to breakthrough. Um, it's been a pleasure having you on Rahab. I really appreciate your uh, time and testimony today. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, it's been a joy. This is probably my first time sharing the full testimony. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm just blessed to be here and, um, and I'll say, I'll say definitely thank you because of how you reached out. It was something that at first fear came in my mind you know Mm. and then I was like I kind of looked at it and I was like okay wait God wait you told me to tell my testimony in 2020 so this is just in line with what God told me to do so I'm like thank thank you and thank and I thank God praise God yeah and and for anybody who's listening to if you've been blessed by the testimony um, let us know you can also comment on the Instagram page for my testimony podcast and if you want to reach out to Rahab and also just get involved in everything that she's doing and everything she offers you can reach out to her on Instagram at the simply rooted co Um, so again thank you Rahab and I pray that you are blessed have a good one you too So were you blessed by today's testimony? If so, please let me know. You can always reach out to me on my website, mytestimonypodcast.com or on Instagram at mytestimonypodcast. And I would be so happy and delighted to just hear your feedback, to hear, you know, if the testimonies are blessing you, to hear if you're sharing them with someone, if this, if it's helping them or helping you in any way, shape or form, please let me know. It's also going to bless those who come on the platform and share their testimony as well, just to hear, you know, how it has impacted you. So 
just you sharing, you know, whether or not you were blessed is also going to be a testimony in itself. So let's encourage each other to open up and talk about the goodness of the Lord, because that's what we're here about. And that's what we're here for is to share all the things that Jesus has done for us and continuously does in our life. And so please share and let me know um, on my website or on Instagram. And until next time, I'm your host, Takia. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Thank you.